0: The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. The title is I'm in my fields. I guess I should get in my fields, too. Yeah, you, I mean, you should I, be. I've never been invited, you know. <laughs> and uh, The fact that I finally get an invitation to your show. You know, I've been through every season of Rob's. Uh, kind of big, skinny. I've been there every season with you, man You know, I I, I feel like I should have been on the show Dude, man, you know, good things Come to those who wait, fam And maybe it was for the right reason You know, God has a purpose He got plans He knew what he was doing He knew what he was doing. Man, so I'm excited, dude, about just you being on the show. I got mad respect for Brandon. He's been doing amazing work for years. And so uh, Brandon's been everything from a singer to a whatever. I don't know what he's doing now, but are you going to sing a little? (sighs) I you promise got, I'm, not, uh, I'm, that's not, I'm not. That's sure. love. We no, 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 no. <laughs> got enough singers. You got uh, enough singers yeah, out here. I I'm hear bad. you. I hear you, man. Well, dude, so I always kick off this podcast and I ask all my guests the same question. And my first question to you, Brandon, is what is a man? What is a man? Yeah, wow. bro. What is a man? That is a really is no really concrete answer for me i think a man is ever evolving ever changing um ever becoming um so i you know i think there are characteristics that make up what a man should be okay but but you know uh you know men are are always becoming You, you you're never really if you're a man, you never should be stagnant. Um, again, you should always become, but I mean, again, there's some characteristics that, uh, make up a man, um, or that we believe should make up a man. Um, and there's some that I live by. What, what, what uh, are some of those that you live by? So integrity. Okay. Uh, man should be, man should have integrity, accountability. Okay. Uh, respect for womanhood, um, visionary goal setting, you know, um, Things like that; those are some characteristics that I believe make up a man, um and this song that I've tried to live by. uh Okay, well almost, I feel almost, I feel you on that. And listen, I'm I'm gonna put my shameless plug right here. Yo, I wrote a book. What every man needs to know. Yo, it's, mm. it's yeah, man. Uh, guess what? I'm gonna ask him this question. You got my book, Brandon? I, I don't. Uh, you don't. You don't. I feel like I was a part of it. You, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, but see, you see, this is, see, this is what happened. Your friends, they love you, but they don't support you. Yo. Get, I, I'm going to get a book. <laughs> get I a book. You. It's available on Amazon. It's called Whatever Man Needs to Know. And in the book, man, I talk about um, a, a man is some, my working definition, because depending on who you talk to, B, it all changes. So uh, my definition is somebody who's committed to the journey of becoming. And I think we've yeah. talked about this, you know, and I'm going to be honest with everybody that listening tonight yo brandon this is like my real homie this is like my real brother so we really talk about this stuff on a daily basis so some of who i am as a man and what i think a man is is actually uh is actually part of he's really he's actually a part of the story and so actually brandon i do talk about you guys in the book uh i do actually uh i do mention you guys in the book and I talk about you guys, when and when I mention you guys, it's a group of us. We've been friends for God knows how long. And I talk about um, our journey, um, our journey to manhood, um, and I talk about how many of us, you know, have gone on to be successful uh, in our careers, successful in different spheres out in public, but still have an inner struggle sometimes trying to really define what it means to be a man. And so um, one thing we realize is that we tend to interpret that in various seasons in our lives. In community with one another so man bro if you out there listen you need to get you some brothers that you can talk to that you can rock with who uh, who's gonna have your back so B I want to dive in, man. There's so much going on in our world. And matter of fact, not just in our world, our city. Dude, so you have a pulse. I found out talking to you. You have a pulse on the next generation. You have a pulse mm-hmm. on, you know, you're a little older there. You know, you're becoming a seasoned man, You, you know, in your early 50s. And... I just want to know. That was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're getting up there in age. And, man, one thing I've always respected about you is that you always are reaching for the next generation. You're always reaching for who's coming behind you. Why is mm-hmm. that? I mean, you know, it's impossible. I think if, if you're a smart man, uh that you I will know that you have to bring up people behind you. Um, and that's been just my life's work, uh, making sure that the next generation of young people uh, are able to, you know, step up and and take over. You know, you, you, you allude to the fact that I, I am getting older, not 50. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I am getting older. Yo, he's so, ready. Uh, and he's single and ready to mingle, yo. So if you single out there, ladies. God. Listen, God. You know, he saved listen. He a little, He had a little save, about 85% save. Um, and, you yep. know, that means he'll give you a good time. Go ahead, bro. We all have seen it fall short. So <laughs> go ahead. Anyway. Uh, uh, but, yeah, man, that, that's just been my life's work um, from from starting with teaching um, fresh out of college and not really enjoying uh, that and then kind of moving towards the mentorship side and working in leadership uh, and mentorship, and uh, now social emotional learning with an organization called BAM, Becoming the Man Program, where I'm a counselor What's uh, with love? that organization. So, um, so yeah, man, that's just that's just my heart. That's my work, um, and I think I'll always, you know, try to keep my my ear and pulse to the ground of, of the now, you know, to kind of help them get to. What so, you get to. in your mentorship work, bro, where wh- so. I'm realizing, you know, all around the country, there's just stuff popping off everywhere, man. And it seems that what it seems to be, or what it looks like, is that, man, this next generation, especially of males, because you know, this I am man, uh, is it's almost like, like. It's no holds bar. It's like mm-hmm. It's like You know the, and, what, and what I'm speaking to um, this We're in a series Called In My Field. So to give you some context It's called In My Fields And so we're talking about The emotional and mental state Of men of color In America right now And more than ever We have seen You know Men of color Black and brown men Get shot down in the street By police officers By each other We've seen um, So much crime So much brutality we've seen so much prejudice on the rise um, and you know what this next generation they they don't care about the i have a dream speech they they don't really you know they don't really care about peaceful protest they just they they want they they're going out for they they want what they want and they want equality so bro what is what is their pulse what 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 are going what, I, what is going through the minds of this next generation well, I mean, you know, Gen Xers are, are fed up. I think uh, they have watched, um, you know, my generation, the millennials, and uh, and they've kind of seen how, you know, we went through what we went through. And, and we were peaceful in, in some ways. Um, even in my generation, you know, we had a couple of uproars, but never to the extent of what we have seen now in our country. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of a no means no. Um, and now, you know, we're going to protest and we're going to riot until we, 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 make stuff happen. So I think in, with, with this generation, um, especially in Chicago, uh, uh, they're just tired, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, they, they live in neighborhoods where they have to deal with, and you alluded to it a bit, um, you know, gun violence and their friends getting killed on a daily basis. You know, so now we got to deal with that. And we also got to deal with police brutality um, uh, and, and racism as well. So, you know, this generation doesn't care. And, you know, in some ways I applaud them um, mm-hmm. in, in, in the attitude and mindset of, okay, well, enough is enough. And we have let you millennials, we, we let our moms and dads kind of step up and try to take over. But it looks like, you know, when we mess stuff up, things happen. Um, yeah. and they mess a bunch of stuff up and some things happen. Um, so I think for, for us millennials and even generations older than me, um, we need to get behind them in, in, in a more positive way so they can understand that no, we're not against them. We, we also want to put some parameters and some, I don't want to say fences, but we, we don't want them to tear up, you know, grandma's corner store. Um you know walgreens and in places where you know our families have to go eat and, and support themselves so, yeah. wow man so i'm I'm kinda uh, I hear you on that, and I think it's powerful for us to kind of get an understanding of that man, but I want to know because you do a lot of stuff with mentorship, um, and so mm-hmm. have I over the years, man. And I know that's that's that uh, Martin Luther King said that um, riots um, and looting um, are the are the uh, voice. Or that's the actions of basically the voiceless, those who don't have a voice. So, man. This generation, a lot does, I, I believe, doesn't feel like they have a voice, they have a say, they're not welcome to the table. Um, but how have you seen that uh, play on their mental and their emotional wellbeing? well being? Um, well, you know, the school that I'm at uh, in Chicago uh, is a grammar school on the south side of Chicago uh, called Parker. And a lot of these young men, when, when you grow up, uh, being pushed aside, uh, when you grow up, uh, not being noticed or understood, um, you go and do things that are out of the ordinary so that people can see you and people can notice you, Mm -hmm. whether that is good or bad. Um, and unfortunately there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, bad trouble. Um, we just lost, uh, a great, uh, civil rights icon, uh, yesterday. We lost two, uh, but John Lewis is one of them. And he has a statement of getting into good trouble. Um, and you know, unfortunately a lot of our, our, a lot of our kids get into bad trouble when we want them to get into some of that good trouble. And that good trouble was, uh, some things that some of those great civil rights leaders did you know, back in the 60s and 70s, and now this generation is able to YouTube and kind of see uh, some of the things that that happened back then, and and they're looking and going, well, that was 60 years ago, and we're still dealing with that now. So, what are we going to do to amp it up a bit? You know, where you know they'll listen to us. Um, so. The, the the social emotional state of of our young people now is 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 desolate. They they feel unwanted, um, and they feel afraid. And the fear turns into anger, and the anger turns into doing something it shouldn't be doing. Um, so now they're transferring a lot of this emotion, this emotional trauma, into the rioting, and into the protesting, um, and. You know, sometimes you see a little bit too much um, uh, of some of the things that have been going on with the rioting, and the protesting. So it's it's a it's a real terrible uh, mindset that our young people are in right now. Um, social, social and emotional. Um, kids are walking around PTSD. I mean, it, it's, it's just a lot going on. It's, it's really a lot. going. On. So, man, that's that's what the kids. But I think, too, man, how do you think? Um, my generation your generation and generations before us how do you think they're they're handling where 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 are we at where you know well i mean i think we're 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 some of the same places uh these younger generations are um you know i'm not far removed that far removed from you know your generation and you're not that far removed from of course these gen xers um which you are technically a gen xer so no um, i'm a millennial are Mm you are you still a millennial Oh, you're a young millennial. I'm an old millennial. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, a little, you're a little older. Okay, that's okay. I'm going okay. millennial. <laughs> Praise God. Um. <laughs> I thought you was above. I thought you was one of the above me. No, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. God. All right. Praise him. Praise, Praise him. You. So dude. Get out our feelings. <laughs> dude, so like so this is and I'm gonna just be 100. So I'm finding out man as we get you know as I get older and I just had a 30th birthday not too long ago. So I'm still a young man, but I'm realizing man that that our generation, the millennials and the ones that are coming before us, man, uh, at least the men, we're really dealing with some 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 stuff, dude. And I and yeah. and I'll and i even go as far as to call them demons, man. I think we're yeah. you know, I'm realizing our generation, especially men, are dealing with depression like never before. Um, yeah. like never before. And it's crazy, man. Um, and I'll talk, you know, I'll talk about myself being um being uh 30 years old Having responsibilities, living life, but then on top of it all, um, sometimes living in a country where you feel like you don't belong or you're not wanted, and mm-hmm. it's and when you live through that daily kind of pressure and everything is screaming. At you, you're not enough. You're you're a failure. You're 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 stupid. You're dumb. You're black. You're too big. You're too small. You're too and those constant things running through your head. And a lot of times, man, I believe men suffer from performance anxiety. Performance. Uh, uh uh uh. I don't know if it's anxiety or performance. Well, one performance anxiety, and then just tiredness man feeling mm-hmm. like we always have to be on we always have to uh be present we always have to be strong we always got to be uh, uh on our a game because if we're not then we're considered weak um yeah. but then what what happens is in in public we're superman but in in behind closed doors we're clark clint clark kent holding um some uh uh uh, what is that stuff some kryptonite like it's almost like kryptonite is sleeping in our is under our pillow at night and so we're being drained emotionally and y'all i hope that you guys are listening this is some real stuff real stuff um you know we're, we're doing so many things out in public but in private man a lot of our our generation are struggling Mm -hmm. are struggling man and I want to know like because I know you do a lot of stuff with mentorship I know you do a lot of stuff just with men's work in general man how can you speak to that like what have you seen well um I mean as you know uh I have I have and continue to suffer uh with depression so um it is something that um I have dealt with and I know why I've dealt with it right and and it comes from you know, this uh, innate idea that black men should um, turn off their emotions and mm. always be present and always be strong. That is uh, what, you know, our, 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 you know, our granddads and, our, you know, and our dads, if we had them, or, you know, just to be strong. If, so if I, we had them. Spent, yeah. And I've spent um, countless amounts of years. Um, trying to feed into people, and then I've taken care of myself, right? Yeah. And I think that is something that we don't do well in uh, communities of color, um, you know, with men. You know, it, it's our job to provide, our job to make sure things are okay. Um, and because my generation was kind of the start of the fatherlessness generations, um, you know, you got men growing up without dads. And you know, and some of us who you know were grateful and and thank God had men around us to help mold us and shape us, we go out and we try to uh, become fathers to everybody, mm. um, and we uh wow we 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 lose a lot, um, and we give everything right, and you know I've been I've been the uh, perpetrator of that, and although I have I have tried to be father figures to many and have been um years maybe about two years ago i was no good for anybody because i was done i was drained emotionally um spiritually i was going through some health challenges a lot of stuff was going on um so it's i think it's vital um for african-american men and men of color uh, to take care of themselves um Self-care is is vital, Um, and if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be good to anybody. Um, Pay attention to your body and pay attention to, you know, warning signs and things that are going on mentally, because depression can click on and off in a heartbeat. I, I put a post up months ago, and I was just talking about myself. I mean, you know, good job, nice home, got a car. You would think I had nothing to be depressed about, right? On paper, it doesn't look like I should be. Um, but man, yeah, <laughs> you know. So and 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 we talk. So you know. Yeah, we, man. Yeah. I respect you on that. You didn't have to share that. So I I do appreciate that. I I, I want to kind of back up and because I, I want to get into self care. That was kind of the next segment that I was gonna go into. But what I wanted to kind of delve into. You said something that I never saw it that way. I haven't. I, I think it was profound. Is that you know. I don't know what the hell happened in the 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s, in the 60s where all the dads went. I... I for mm-hmm. men of color I just don't know It was mm-hmm. That was a real pandemic Like it was just like You know and, and we You know Sociologically And historically We know Those were during the times Of mass incarceration The times yep. of of You know When crack and cocaine Really yep. became big In urban communities um, And we know the effects Of slavery And Willie Lynch All of these factors That have played That played into that era That gap mm-hmm. where a lot of brown boys and black boys Didn't have fathers growing Didn't have fathers in their home um, And then you Mentioned that the ones Who didn't have fathers that's our generation um, But now we Are dedica- we've dedicated Our lives to becoming fathers To everybody else to the mm-hmm. Point where we Are giving so much of ourselves That and I have to put myself in There that we get to the point where we're exhausted, and I, and I want to be real honest, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Brandon, but, you know, I have three children, and I've mentored a lot of people, and sometimes I get jealous because I'm like, yo, they have something that I will never have. They have mm-hmm. a father. They have a male figure who's going to be present with them. And oftentimes, I know when we mentor um, young people, or we mentor you know the next generation. We try to be to them what we wish we had. And yep. and I think something that uh, our boy John said a couple in a post, a, you know, a couple posts uh, a couple months ago, he alluded to the fact that um, when we when someone grows up without a father, we create this ideal. Father, super father, in our head, and that father would always say the right thing, always be present, always be there. And you, you remember that? Yeah. What's crazy about that is uh, that post came from a conversation we had had earlier that day. Wow. Um, and he came and got me from a post that he had saw um, on Facebook, and uh, he I just did called not know me said, "Man, I'm coming to get you." And we sat in the car for about an hour. Um, he and I, and, uh, actually Khalil was there too. Um, and just had a conversation around what he and I both, uh, innately tried to create. Yeah. Um, I went down, I I went into the field of doing it, but, um, you know, that's just what we've done. That's what you've done. Um, you know, we, we try to create what we didn't have. Um, and then when you don't add up to that guy, um, depression goes so you so you're not adding up, Brandon. You're not good enough. As many people who you think you save, you save none. You know, so it's so that's when that's when you gotta kinda go back and deal with um, you know, that social emotional learning piece. Um and working on yourself. Damn. And and Yeah. That was, to be honest, man, I'd never thought about it that way where you just mentioned, dude, that, and it it was actually helpful to me. So I I pray it was helpful for you because that just took a load off my shoulders. Uh, It made me realize in this moment that, yo, it's okay to be human. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, And I'm finding out, and I want to let every other man know who's listening out there, you're not perfect. You're not and it's the crazy thing this is the crazy thing about our brains the way we're wired we automatically know we're not perfect we already know that, but mm-hmm. we trick ourselves into believing that we're really Superman and that we can save people and the only people only person who can save anybody is Jesus that's it that's it. That's, That's it. it. Um, and we are human. We are flawed. Um, we hurt. We cry. Um, Brandon don't cry, but I cry. Um, man, please. <laughs> you man know, please. You know, You uh, know. and I cry. And I want to let every man know who feels like they're strong or, or feel like they always have to be on. They always have to be strong. That's tiring. That is that is that is tiring and you cannot always be on. And so, Brandon, that that's a segue into our next kind of pivot in this conversation. So what does self-care look like for you? You talked about the importance of knowing your body and taking care of your body. What does self-care look like to you? And tell us what is self-care? So uh, self-care is. It 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 has no you know concrete definition. It it's it's really up to you. What what do you do that makes you feel good? You know, uh what do you do to take care of yourself? Um and you know, I we ask that question uh with uh BAM interviews. Um when we interview counselors, we, we ask them, so so how do you take care of yourself? Mm. Um because we wanna know that number one, you do it. <laughs> Um, and then number two, you know, what, what, are some of the things you do to take care of yourself? Um, but for me, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an introvert by, by nature. So, um, I like to be quiet in a way, um, because I work with people all the time. Um, you know, I like, I like to get some peace, quiet away type of thing. So, I mean, movies for me, um, some good food, uh, you know, good company, um, you know, I'm 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 a simple guy when it comes to things like that. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe a drink or two. Who knows? You know, I I think. Hey 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 hey, listen, I'm with you, dude. But uh, uh, I, I, you know, extra save folk. You uh, know, forgive me. You know, nah, bro. This is this is the this is the Iron Man podcast. We keep it <laughs> real. We keep it honest. We keep it raw, um, dude. I, I think for me. I'm learning what self-care looks like. But to be honest, I think even this moment for me, um, this podcast, this media stuff, writing, yo, that's become my safe space. That's become um, my place where I can just unplug um, and and dream. And I think um, one thing that's powerful, man, I think um, a lot of the reason why uh, this this past this upcoming generation our current generations um, are kind of feeling this way is because um, for men our ability and our and our ability to dream has been has been ripped from us our or the permission to dream has been uh, denied to us and I think when we grow up um, this is profound. I feel a book. I feel a book coming here. Um, listen, listen, um, Another book I, bro. I feel it. I like this. Is my. This is that's that's my space. I think oftentimes, you know, when we grow up as kids, we're been, you know, as kids, you know, we're cute. Uh, oh, you know, what do you want to be? Where you want to go? What you know, whatever. And so we're we're and I talk about this actually in my book. Um, talk about we are given permission to use our imagination and to create whatever reality we believe we or that we want to live in and mm-hmm. what and I think what the beginning of trauma to our soul is is that when we are told we can do and be anything while we're young but then as we grow then our permission, uh, the permission or the access to that imagination and that dream starts being denied. Mm. Because, and then I believe that traumatizes That traumatizes our heart Traumatizes our mind Traumatizes our soul So we're like yo I want to be a doctor I want to be a lawyer I want, And maybe nobody comes right out And tells us you can't do that And for some we have heard that Some we have heard You're not good enough You're not smart enough You're dumb You're this But for others maybe it's the societal The larger societal message That says your life does not matter Yeah. Lord have mercy. That's good. Your life does not matter. So, if your life doesn't matter, your dreams don't matter. And if your dreams don't matter, your destiny doesn't matter. And if your destiny doesn't matter, there's no point of you being here. And that makes men lose hope. And when men do not have hope, that's when trouble comes. That's real. That was heavy, man. Not not, not, not not a preach. That's a good series. That's a good series right good series, there, brother. That. That's a good series, doc That's good. That's real good. Mm. That's real. good Clicking and, I mean, you know, you 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 have uh, you, you said it. You said it. Um when we lose hope, what's left? Listen, I, I want to dream. Lord have mercy. Oh, I want to be in a place where, I can, where, where I, can, I can dream, where I can unplug from the limitations that people have put me in. And I want the ability to dream of my reality. I want to be able to dream of what I can do, what I can have, and when I can go. And when a man's dream is stripped from him, and I believe it starts at an early age, in, in, um, and especially in America, I believe what's happening with this next generation is that they don't have a dream. And I think no, for generations no, no. We've been no. holding on to Martin's dream And yeah. this generation is like the hell with Martin's dream it, it, You know he, we've been dreaming a long time And this dream has become a nightmare now So we about to Create the nightmare that we're living in Every day I mean here's the reality um, Most Gen Xers from the age of uh, Well we can go from 9 To 16 have not left out the mile radius of their home. So meaning they live, breathe, work, do everything within a mile and a half radius of their home, right? Their mama's probably working a little mile, two miles. So there's there's nobody really preaching to them, um, you know, there's more than just this. Um, mm. I, I, I had I had a uh, young person, I actually just started into the mentoring, field and uh he wasn't even that young i think i was like uh maybe 22 and he was 19 um and so a 19 year old living in chicago had never been downtown wow um he never sat down and ate at what he called a fancy restaurant right so we took about 10 young men to dave and buster's downtown and the young brother sat down and you could see he had a culture shock. He was like, what's these knives and forks? And A menu came up, he was like, I can pick what I want. Um, and when he said to me, he said, I'm, I'm eating like white folks eat. Wow. I, I began, my, my eyes began to wept. And I, I said to him, I said, so you've never been anywhere to eat? He was like, no man, not, not from outside of the hood. So, in essence, uh, I said all that to say um, it will take um, millennials um, and 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 maybe above to help remind these young people they can dream again, um, they can believe again, um, and that's that's the push I do. I'm, I get excited when I take young people outside of of Chicago and let them experience some things. It it, it helps them dream. They can go. You know what? I can go to school here. Um, I can work here, um, you know. I don't have to sell drugs. I can go here, you know. That that's that's the rewarding, enriching piece of, of the work that I do. Um, to watch that light come back on and that go, you know, what I can do yeah. this. Um, that that's you know, best thing ever. Dude, that's powerful, man. I I, I appreciate that. Um, I think self care for me. Um, looks like one doing this stuff writing but also just being present with people and i think there's no other joy than seeing somebody who got it and um, mm. i think right now man brandon i'm enjoying this status this place in my life because you know though some of the people that i've mentored have fallen off there's many more that are there's much more many more that are actually becoming very successful and doing what they want to do in life And I, I, I think I speak to some of my mentees that are um, Some are African American Some are Latino And they're out here making it happen They're married, they're having kids They're working, they're hustling um, They're going to school And for me, I'm sitting back like a proud papa Like yo Like this is what it's about This yeah. is what about And I want to speak to something you said too um, I've learned this That being a father is a thankless job, man. This dude, man, man oh man, (laughs) man oh man. (laughs) You know, uh, yeah. I, you know, when you started (laughs) the conversation today, and you said, you know, um, you know, you've been a father to many. Um, Man, I can't tell you the the. (laughs) <laughs> the 3 a.m. phone calls of coming to jail, picking folk up, um, the court, the court dates and um, the social worker dates and EO dates. And, um, you know, I can't tell you how much money if I didn't spend it on them. I'd probably be in a nice, lavish home. Um, so uh, it is a thankless job. But I knew when I turned about 13 or 14 years old that God had designated me for servitude. And when, when I, when I, had, when I took it on, it was like, but that means I have to be selfless. Mm. And that mm. means I have to put others before me, but there's so much selfish parts of me. Yeah. Um, so I got to be this guy and I have to serve God. That's what you want me to do. Mm. And every time I went against his will, he reminded me just like a shepherd does, you know, his flock, you know, he uses that rod and all right, man, I told you this way. Um, and I've, I've dealt with all of that, um, before. So I accepted, let me, let me be real. I accepted about 22 years old that servitude is what God had instructed me to be. But he, but he also wanted to remind me that servitude does not mean that don't care about yourself at all. Mm. Don't take care of yourself at all. Um, but I know that God created me to serve. Um, and, and that is what, what I continue to do. So, I mean, man, being a, you know, I, I, I rarely get a thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I rarely get a, you know, now mother's day come around and we shut the city down. Dude, we shut the nation down. You're Right. Um, but there, and, and, and understand, I understand that because man, I'm you know, it wasn't for my mother, my grandmother, um, we wouldn't be talking right now. So I understand that. But there is room to celebrate. Yeah. I feel <laughs> you there's like part, that there's there's parts of me, you know. that's still selfish. I love a phone call every now and then. Hey Amen. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, um man. and, and, and flowers and that's while it. I'm not yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need any you don't need to send me the money. I'm not gonna turn it down. Don't but send me the money, uh, Send me send me the money. Send, send you know, them cash at me them little, you know, a couple of dollars, but <laughs> Buy you know, just stick it. Let me know you care about me. <laughs> man, so, uh, but I don't do it for that. I'm I'm so grateful. Um, like you said, when you get those phone calls, you get to chat on Facebook or Instagram and see some of those kids that you've mentored and worked yeah, with. Yeah, man. Doing well. Um, you know, unfortunately, I've, I've had to bury many um, in my work. Um, so when I see those few, those, you know, those groups of young people who are doing well man overjoyed I'm overjoyed so time. man Brandon you've been doing this work for some time how do you speak to the uh, the 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 worker the mentor the father who's burnout man um, first and who, let me, and who let may me, be let me in, or may, who may be in his fields yeah yeah and, and let me first affirm you you know there's nothing wrong with where you're at, um, because you know I've been there, I am there, uh, I'll probably be there again. Um, mm. Take a moment, as I said earlier in, in, in this in this podcast. Take a moment and go. Let me let me let me take a moment and, and feel my body and feel where I'm at mentally and feel where I'm at physically, um, and don't suppress those emotions. Let them out. In whatever sound, in whatever way, in whatever shape, um, take a moment and release. I held on so much trauma, um, and when I let it go, I let it go in a way that you know I didn't know where it came from. So take time to release that trauma. Take care of yourself, and also know that it's okay to say no. It really is. It it it, it might beat you up. But there, there has to be, and I didn't do it because I want to save the world. You can't save the world. Um, There has to be a designated time and point in place where you go. This is me time. This is Brandon time. This is Rob time. This is whatever. This is. I have to take care of me. Um, When you know you're burnt out, take some time to rebuild. Don't serve burnt. Mm. Don't do it. Don't don't serve burnt out. Yeah, because what 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 then what what will what will happen? What was created in that moment is there'll become some anger, some resentment, some yeah. things that will start to form in the midst of that work and burn. Yeah. So don't work burnt out. Live a witness. Don't work burnt out. You'll you'll start to hate folk. You start to be angry with folk who did nothing to you. <laughs> you just burnt out. Yeah, man. <laughs> you serving on fumes. Um, so, yeah, man, just you just take that time. Um, know that you're affirmed in your feelings. You're, you're, you're not less than a man. Um, and you're actually, God is actually pleased because you took a moment and went, I'm tired. Mm. And you can't be, you can't be. Dude, man, I think what you just said is, is so powerful and it's so key. Man, Brandon, I, I wanna thank you so much for being on our podcast, being on the Iron Man podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to make you an honorary, just something. I ain't thought about it yet, but I'm going to make, make you something. I'm going to make you an honorary. And next time you invite me, I might sing a song. You, you might know? sing a song. You know, I might sing a song. On, I, might, I might bless you. Hold I might on, I, I got a song you for it. Wait. You know? I ain't, I ain't Jonathan McReynolds, I ain't Corey Bark still, but I'll give you a song. Wait, hold on there we go I think you know the song Brandon I'm gonna let you bless the people I don't know can you can you hear it I can't hear it you. you're probably being funny no. is that something Fred <laughs> uh, I know you know the song is that Fred something oh man I can hear anyway we'll let you do it next time we'll do it next time I'll sing the song for you next time I'll let you do it next time Dude, so listen, man, Brandon, um, like I said, I'm so grateful that you were here to join us, man. I think you dropped some nuggets that were powerful, that were really powerful and that were really meaningful. And I think you helped a lot of people who are listening, who often are not seen and who are not heard. I think this generation is looking to be seen, who need to be heard, who need to be loved who need restore hope so that they can live as if there is a tomorrow. I think oftentimes this generation doesn't believe that tomorrow will even exist for them because a lot of them, their reality is their friends are here today and gone tomorrow. And yeah. so, matter of fact, not even tomorrow. Sometimes they're gone the same day. They don't know whether they're going to be able to go to school and come home. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. And so, therefore, they're willing to tear up whatever they have to tear up in order to be seen and order to be heard. Because oftentimes their lives are already in flames. So, as you know, I want you. That's this is just a different perspective. Not saying it's okay to loot and tear up stuff, but oftentimes people who are tearing up stuff oftentimes their life is already tore up and what they're doing is a reflection of the reality that they live every day so listen hey brandon i'm thankful that you're here bro that you blessed the iron man podcast we're gonna have you back another time yo Yes, sir. I'm Thank excited. Forward to it. I'm excited to have you back, everybody. Once again, this is your boy Rob, the Iron Man Podcast. Listen, I want you all to like, subscribe, share. Look before you guys go. I want to promote my book again. It's called What Every Man Needs to Know. Brandon don't have it, but he's gonna get it. He's gonna get my book. You gonna get it. You can get it at www. WhatEveryManNeedsToKnow. Info. If you look at the bottom. Of the screen you'll see it there it's www what every man needs to know listen i love y'all peace get some sleep uh uh tomorrow sunday yo so get ready to go to virtual church all right all right peace out